What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, welcome back from that quick break. Nick, I just named all the bad stuff that has happened <laughs> this year uh, for the Broncos. What's what's maybe, when you look back at this season or uh, Hackett's tenure, where do you think what things went wrong? Um, and, and, you know, when you list it all out, it's like, man, yeah, that they kind of probably needed to make a move. There was just too much to overcome for him. Well, for me, in order to get to the end, you always have to start at the very beginning. And that's where I start. I start with that Seattle Seahawks game. Russ returned uh, to Seattle. Uh, was he going to get booed? How was he going to perform and handle facing against uh, Pete Carroll? And the team moved the ball, two fumbles inside the red zone. I mean, one for Javante Williams, one for Melvin Gordon. And things seemed to get off the rail. There was a little clock management issues as far as special teams, the layup game. There were penalties. And it was like, okay, well, what what are the Broncos are going to do? They're moving the ball down the field. It's a fourth and five situation. Do you give Russell an opportunity to pick up that first down? Or you decide to give McManus a long field goal, which, you know, not too many kickers have had success kicking long field goals uh, in Seattle. But they gave McManus a shot. It didn't work out. To me, that's where the problem started. Because a couple of weeks following that, we would have Jerry Rosberg, who's now the interim head coach for the Denver Broncos, now be signed on to the team to help out with analytics and in-game adjustments. For me, that was the beginning of the end because you usually make those decisions to bring and complete staff, bring guys in to help complete your staff, you know, at the beginning of the season. You don't do it maybe the fourth or fifth week of the season. To me, that showed me that, well, Hackett really doesn't know everything that, that he's doing and he needs to bring out some outside counsel when he's hired some guys that he's previously worked with and this was supposed to be their responsibility as, as far as helping him. So he was trying to be the OC and he was trying to manage the game as a head coach at the same time. Didn't mesh. The same thing happened with Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator and he was trying to be a head coach in-game management issues, time clock, all of those things were a disaster. He was fired. So I was thinking, well, if this is the first game, I mean, what are we destined for as Broncos fans moving forward? And lo and behold, Nathaniel Hackett becomes another one of those fired coaches. Yeah. You look back, I mean, Nick, you look back that that 64-yard field goal, you're like, man, that was the beginning of the end. And um, then you look the next week, Nick, and you forget that was the game against the Texans that they're counting. The fans were counting down the play clock 
to help the Broncos avoid getting delay of games. The next week they hired Jerry Rosberg. And it's like, that's, that's a bad sign when, you know, three games in and you're hiring a guy to tell you when to use your timeouts um, and and how to manage a game. And then, you know, you, you look at the, you, you had to give up play calling when he gave up play calling, that was that was kind of the indication that this is it, yeah. uh, because when you I mean his duties by the end of the year were handed off. I mean he he wasn't managing the game. Jerry Rosberg was, or he was, but Jerry Rosberg was in his ear, kind of telling him how to manage the game. And now he's not calling plays. It's like wait a second, what did you hire him to do? Um, so I think that that was kind of the downfall. But but Nick, you know enough reminiscing on the past. The Broncos are now in a coaching search. I would I would assume they're going to start interviewing guys maybe as soon as this week. Um, who who's maybe on your radar? I know the big names have been floated out there, right? Sean Payton. Everybody wants Sean Payton. Uh, Dan Quinn obviously is another name that you know everybody's been talking about because his time in Seattle. He knows Russell Wilson. His buddies with George Payton. I believe they have the same agent. Obviously, he was a finalist last year for the job. Uh, there's some other interesting names out there um, that I'm sure we'll get to. But, Nick, who kind of stands out? And what, what should the Broncos be looking for in this head coach? Well, well, first and foremost, George, you know, I'm going to push the head coach to the side. Because in, in my opinion, it's not really about the head coach. It is about the offensive coordinator. So that's where you need to start because you say, okay, well, what's been the biggest issue from for this team? You know, I know we see we have that that lasting memory of the Rams game, so we think defense. No, it's not the defense, right? It is the offense. How did you fix the offense? Or better yet, the idea is how do you fix Russ? So the head coach has nothing to do with it. Who the head coach hires as the OC changes so much because that guy has to be able to relate to Russell. He has to be able to push Russell a little harder. He has to be able to design plays to get Jerry Judy involved in the game plan instead of waiting to later in the game and also use Greg Dosage and the weapons that the Broncos have on their roster. More importantly, come in with a little bit of influence and figure out through player evaluation what veterans are you going to go out and try to plug and play in this offense? And finally, finally finding uh, a right tackle, something that the Broncos could not do for years. So the most important person that the Broncos can hire isn't the head coach, George. It is the offensive coordinator because that is where Hackett won this job over, what was it, the nine other guys that? Uh, yeah, yeah nine other guys, yeah. For this job, that's where he won the job, saying we're going to score points. And we still haven't seen that yet. So it is the OC, not the head coach, that I'm intrigued to see who's hired. Yeah, and I, I think that you you also, though, Nick, because I agree with you, 100% agree with you. But I think they also, they also got to hire somebody with some experience as a head coach, in my opinion, because – the last three have have were burnouts, right? Like you you got you you hired three first time head coaches, none of them worked out. Now, I still think Vance Joseph got a raw deal. Even Vic Fangio, to a degree, got a raw deal in terms of uh, what they were you know coming into into with with the roster and and the quarterback situation. But I think that you've got to go out and get a guy that maybe has some sort of head coaching experience because this is this. 
this game management and all that stuff, controlling a team, that was it was evident Hackett didn't have that. So I, I think that that's important. And then number two, like you said, is the offense. Somebody that can come in here and fix Russell Wilson. Because let's face it, Nick, if Russell Wilson doesn't work out next year, you're looking at a situation where you're probably going to have to get rid of him in some degree. Either you try to trade him, which is going to be very difficult to do if he's not playing well, or you're going to cut him. And that is going to obviously be a huge cap hit in terms of the money and, and your roster is going to be depleted because you aren't going to have money to pay guys. So you're bringing somebody in. That's that's the part that makes this really difficult, Nick, for whoever is going to get this job. I think it's an attractive job. job don't get me wrong. I know there's a lot of people out there saying it's not. But what makes it really difficult for a lot of these coaches is they could come in here, Nick. They could try to fix Russell Wilson. If they don't fix Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson's going to get cut. Then all of a sudden you're probably sitting there with either a rookie quarterback or a makeshift quarterback, uh, you know, in there. And you're going to be you're going to be left with a roster that isn't getting paid very much because they don't have the money because they're going to spend 60 something million dollars to cut Russell Wilson. So that's what's going to make it really hard, Nick. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This, this, this coaching search, this is, this is the most important hire, in my opinion, in Broncos franchise history. I don't know about the 70s and 60s and all that, Nick, but in recent Broncos franchise history, this is by far the most important hire because you have to bring somebody in here that can fix this. Because if they don't fix it, Nick, they are in they are in hell for the next few years. Like they are they are going to be, I, I think, in the bottom of the league uh, in terms of winning, and, and and they already are. I mean, they, the, the the stat that Adam Schefter put out there yesterday about. They're the first team in NFL history, Nick, to win the Super Bowl and then miss the playoffs seven straight years after that. And six of those years were losing teams. They weren't even winning games. Like they're they're not they don't have a winning record. So they're already this is the worst stretch in franchise history. You've got to get this higher right, and that's why I think it's important to get somebody with some experience. And you're you're right, Nick. They've got to get the right offensive mind in here, and that's why there's a few names out there. You know, you hire Dan Quinn, right? Maybe he brings Brian Schottenheimer, who was the offense coordinator in Seattle, uh, I believe 2018 to 2020. Russell had some some years in there that he was considered for MVP when he was the offense coordinator. You've got uh, Daryl Bevel, right, uh, who I believe is the uh, passing game coordinator now in, uh, in, in Miami. He was the offensive coordinator in Seattle. And I know a lot of people out there, Nick, because I floated some of those names out there, and they're like, well, Russell didn't like those guys. That's too bad because it doesn't matter. They got to start winning some football games. Russell needs to start looking like he did in Seattle or else this is we're going to be sitting here, Nick, a year from now talking about the next guy that got fired as the Broncos head coach. Sorry, well, I just know, went on a rant. I just went on a rant. That, that's uh, it, It's okay. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a tough day uh, for us all. But when Hackett was originally hired, I thought that was kind of the direction he was going to go in, right? Because it kind of made sense. You go out and trade for Russell Wilson. You give up a couple first-round picks and some players. So you say, okay, well, 
we had a system in Green Bay. Russell is not uh, Aaron Rodgers, and we don't really have all those types of players to em- deploy that system. So let's kind of build a system around him. Oh, more importantly, let's go out and get a guy who Russell is familiar with or vice versa. And you're right. It doesn't make a difference if for whatever reason you didn't get along with that guy. You had some of your best numbers as a professional What their bevel calling plays. And then it was uh, Schottenheimer as well. So you try to get those guys in the building. And also, here's another thing that I've seen other coaches do in the past. When you get a guy like a Russell Wilson and you're not really sure how to game plan and connect with him from a play calling standpoint, what you do is you reach out to other guys, maybe on the collegiate level. And this is where, you know, a lot of guys have gotten a lot of information from Lincoln Riley by calling him. How do you run an offense with a quarterback like a Russell Wilson? Because let's be totally honest, he's a little different than some of your statuesque quarterbacks. See, this is where you start talking about Tua. You start you're talking about uh, guys like Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, guys with a certain uh, creative skill set that can throw the ball on the move, a Josh Allen. You start looking at in the college ranks because we've seen an influx of college plays, uh, hence the RPO, come from the college game and utilize in the pro game to, uh, to, to be really effective. So this is what you try to do. But bringing a guy like Dan Quinn, Obviously, he's been down this road before. He didn't get the job. He would inherit a good quality defense, but you need to bring someone in for Russ. But there are other names that have uh, come out as well. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's name has been mentioned. Uh, You know, he is a hot candidate. Uh, Also, Frank Wright, which Frank Wright spent some time with Peyton Manning and uh, in, in Indianapolis. But Frank Wright has been great from an offensive coordinator standpoint not so much as a head coach. So do you want to go down that road? And also one last person, uh, D'Amico Ryans, defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. Hasn't had a lot of head coaching experience, but quickly has risen through the ranks based on how well he's got that 49ers defense plan. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many names out there right now. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle this because, and I think it's important to note, Nick, uh, you know, when they announced the firing Greg Penner put in his um his his statement that he will be leading the search and I'm sure George Payton will have his input he'll be there he'll be a part of it he'll play a, a part but Greg Penner is gonna be the one making this hire uh and I think that's important to note because it tells you one how obviously dedicated Greg Penner is to fixing this thing and also it tells you kind of where the faith level is in George Payton obviously George Payton got this last hire wrong. He led the search. He's the one that made the hire. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, do they have a big list of candidates last year? Like I said, they had 10 candidates. Uh, I think only maybe one of them was a previous head coach. I expect that to change. And that was Dan Quinn, obviously the rest of them would have been first time head coaches, I believe. Uh, And a lot of them were offensive coordinators or guys that, you know, were offensive minded guys, Eric Bieniemy, uh, you had Kevin O'Connell, uh, I believe uh, Brian Callahan, you know, for the for, from the Bengals. So you had a, a lot of different young guys, charismatic. I think they'll they'll go a little bit different this time. Uh, and I think that the number one question will be, how are you going to fix the offense? Um, I really do. How how are you going to fix Russell Wilson specifically? Is is a question I think that they will be asked uh, in those interviews. So I'm excited to see the candidate list. I, I think there's a lot of really good candidates out there, Nick. At least it appears to be. Right. Uh, do you go after Sean Payton? 
which would obviously cost a lot of money, which they have the money to do so. Uh, but also it would also cost some draft picks. You'd have to send to the saints. Um, you know, Frank Reich, I think is an interesting one. I think you could almost hire someone and maybe bring in Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator, Nick, uh, if Frank Reich doesn't get hired as the head coach, Shane Steichen is an interesting name. The Eagles offensive coordinator, obviously what he's been able to do with Jalen hurts, uh, and what they're doing in, in, in Philadelphia, he would be a first time head coach. Um, you know, Brian Callahan, like I mentioned, I think will probably come up again with the Bengals. You know, Kellen Moore in Dallas was a guy they interviewed last year. I wonder if he comes up again. And so th there's a lot of, you know, young uh, first time head coaches out there. But again, I think they'll lean towards, you know, former head coaches. I think Daryl Bevel is an interesting one just because he's he knows Russell probably as well as anybody in his style of play. Uh, he's never been a head coach. He was an interim head coach for a period of time. But I don't know. Maybe he's a guy. I don't know, Nick. It, 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 before we get out of here. Because I'm I'm going overboard here. I just want to know, Nick, who's your guy? Who who are who have you circled? And we'll circle back this when they hire him, Nick, because I'm sure you'll be right. You'll you'll predict who they're going to hire. But who would you hire if you're if you're Greg Pinner and you're looking around at candidates? Who's your guy? Well, the guy I'm going to think Sean. <clears throat> uh, I know it's going to be a little expensive to get him, but when you think about it, it, it fits perfectly. He went into New Orleans. He changed that offensive line. He has a quarterback that people wrote off in Drew Brees, and Drew Brees just threw for a godly amount of, uh, of yards. Russell can do that same thing, and he is going to be a coach that's going to come in and instill accountability, and here's why. He's a Bill Parcells guy, and I'm a Bill Parcells guy. That's a no-nonsense guy, and that's someone that brings in accountability across the board. So my first pick would be uh, Sean Payton. I'll just have to kind of evaluate and go through some, some back history and the resume of some of these other coaches, but we'll get into that later. But right now, uh, the front runner for me is Sean Payton. Be a great hire. Be a great hire. I know for me, I would hire Nick Ferguson um, <laughs> and pull, I pull a Colts and get Nick Ferguson in the building. Uh, he turned the sucker around, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Nick. We'll break down, uh, you know, maybe we'll come up with a list of candidates next week and, and we can kind of break each one down or, or not next week, this week. Um, because no offense to the Chiefs and Chargers, but those games at this point, it's like you, you want to go in and, and all that. But uh, at this point, uh, you know, everybody's focused on what are they going to do at the, the head coaching spot. So we'll get into that later this week on Thursday. Nick, I know you and I are heading out to this press conference. It's going to be really interesting to hear from Greg Pinner and George Payton. I don't think we've heard from either of them uh, since L the London trip, which is obviously a long time ago. So um, make sure you guys check that out. Uh, we will be back later this week, so make sure you guys like, subscribe to the podcast, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about in these next few weeks. So thanks again, and we will see you guys later this week.